David Hammond is a self-development expert with over 10 years experience under his belt. All of you guys have gods. Your god may just be women, dating apps, Pornhub, money, etc., etc. So just be very careful because only one will give you mission. He specializes in helping men regain their masculinity. And through his message, eventually a man needs to know you're dirt, you're actually nothing, but there's a blueprint, right? Men need guide. How can I have a guide if I'm already God? If I'm already the top, what am I going to do? He has amassed an incredible following of over 100,000 followers on his Instagram and over 200,000 subscribers on his YouTube channel. Look at our world, Hollywood, movies, media. What religion do they attack the most? Christianity. No question about it. Not even close. Nothing else comes close. If there was no validity or truth in that, why would they attack it so hard? His messages, his video, his content will make a significant impact on your life as much as this podcast episode will do so. So let's get stuck in. Before we begin today's episode, I would really appreciate a review on whatever podcast platform you are listening to this on. This helps to get the message out there to men and therefore encourage and inspire them to level up their life. So without further ado, this is the Modern Warrior Podcast. I am your host, Gavin Meenan. Thank you for tuning in. So David, what do I need to understand about your past to gain a better understanding as to how you managed to end up in this position in the present day? Yeah, great. So first and foremost, what's up, guys? My name is David Hammond. Run a YouTube channel called Self Developed. Gavin reached out a little while ago. Unfortunately, I missed the first one. That was my bad. So I made sure not to miss the second one, guys. So yeah, we're going to hit it off. Anyways, to answer the question, what is a piece of advice that would fill in a large gap to understand why I'm here now? Um, that is my dad died when I was 14 years old. So my dad was diagnosed with cancer at eight. Uh, at about 10, I stopped talking to him. And the reason that's so important is because I grew up without a father figure from about 10 years old onwards. So everything I speak of now is really just a conquest to fill that void of searching within with that lack, right? So now being 25 years old, still relatively young, um, if my, my self-development journey started at 15 years old. Like I said, he passed at 14. So the year after, right? Beautiful moment. Now I'm happy we did the second podcast. Um, at 15, I found a mentor named Elliot Hulse, right? And I just visited visited him in Florida about a week ago and sitting with him like my father figure, it was a very surreal full circle moment. So at 15, all the way now at 25, a 10-year span of uh, this self-development journey, if you will. And through that now, you know, it's not even so much when you empower people, it's not so much like I try to grab people and say, listen up, this is the way it is. It just happens, you know, videos just for the sake of it, go viral, you could say, and it's doing God's work where eventually you realize individuals resonate with the message and you're kind of like, oh, okay, this is the box life has put me in. You know, I'll maybe go into this later on, but I started multiple businesses. I failed. I adapted. Self-developed was, was to be honest, it was an accident. What I'm doing now is even though it wasn't accidental, it's exactly what I wanted to do. It happened beautifully, but very randomly. Did you want me to go into that a little bit or yeah, talk man. about that later? Let's let's go deep. Let's go deep. Okay. So just to kind of give you guys a little bit of context, um, my first business I started at 18 was a fitness business, right? Personal training, et cetera, et cetera. And if I look a little tired, guys, that's why we have coffee. So ignore the Asian eyes. So at 18, I started a fitness business. I actually dropped that because I realized that I needed something a little bit deeper. So 
we'll speak about this a little later. That was really when my hero's call to adventure began. You know, I had, God always gives you beginner's luck, right? You find a mentor, you kind of get beginner's luck saying, okay, good. So the business initially took off. Social media was doing well. This is back, gee, about like seven, when I was 18, a while ago, like seven years ago. Um, things were going well, right? My family, they were like, oh man, like this is it, right? This is your career. You're good. Don't change anything. But I could feel, and this is what God does, right? Uh, he he kind of gives you the layup, right? But then eventually what happens is the beginner's luck begins to get removed. And now God's like, I really need you to dig. And so what happened was I could feel internally, this wasn't it. There's no, there is no way that my whole life is just being an online trainer. And I knew that and I could feel it. So there's a lot of internal conflict. Eventually I dropped the business. My family thought I was crazy. What are you doing? I literally dropped out of college for this fitness business, right? So I was in fitness and health promotions in college. I dropped out because I had just enough momentum. And then about a month after that, right? It was all perfectly how it landed. Thank God I didn't stay in there. A month after that, I dropped that. So you can imagine like the, the confusion of like, what are you doing? No school. You dropped your only business and this career path that was seemingly doing well. Your family was on board. Friends were on board. Life was reflecting like, this is it. But internally, I was like, no, there, there's something more. So when I dropped that, the next four years, wow, from 18 to 22 were the real hero's call to adventure years. That's where I really struggled, right? I really defined who I was. Obviously, went back to back to working. Uh, very <laughs> living dead broke those years, putting all my money into like camera gear. I started a photography, videography business, got into self-development. Like I was always into self-development, but like spirituality, a bunch of things. And it was just this for four years. It was just eating dirt for four years, right? And I needed that. That's where all the wisdom was really built, a, a big part of it, right? And then at 22, right? So four years later, I created a video. I started, I was always into self-development, but I kind of kept that like hidden a little bit. And I was like, all right, you know what? Screw it. Like at this, I got nothing to lose. So I made a no fat video and it was no fat after one year, right? At the, you know, my content was all over the place at that point, but I was like, dude, I got nothing to lose. And I made it. And, um, a, a few months later went viral and it cracked about like a million, a million views. And uh, YouTube at the time, that, that's pretty big right now. TikTok and stuff. That's nothing. <laughs> but but for YouTube, that was like pretty substantial. And um, it was beautiful because that snowballed me into a position where I was like, I guess I'm the no fab guy. I had no clue that that's what, you know, that was going to be the case. So I just rode out the wave. Uh, we just moved houses. And I was like, you know what, man? Like, look, I'm dead broke. I have like literally just enough money to my name. Like I, I've always wanted this. I was never going to give up on YouTube. I was always going to keep going. And I was like, look, God's handing me the lab. Let's just Hey man, I know quite a bit of this. Let's just see what happens. So I started that. That's when my channel started to pick up. I was no fab videos and then eventually like women attraction videos and relationship questions. And people were like, what about this and this and this? And I was like, this is what I've been studying my whole life. But like, I never had, I don't know if it was maybe the confidence or I just didn't feel, yeah, I guess I didn't feel credible to speak about it. Right. I was kind of like, here I am this broke 22 year old living at home. Who am I to say, do this with your, I was in a relationship at the time, do this ABCD, but I was like, you guys want it. So, okay. And then that spiraled. <laughs> and I'll finish it here, but, uh, but you know, that, that was another layup that God gave, like I said, the beginner's luck, right? We enter seasons of the heroes called adventure. So I had another layup, right? Some finances finally coming and I wasn't broke for like the first time in so long. Um, and I was like, okay, you know, okay, okay, cool. So with that money, immediately I moved out, right? Condom and now my family moved to a different house. And the second I moved here, it began again. I just, I don't want to say I ate shit for two years, but, I, but I kind of have, it's been two and a half years later. The channel began to, God took away the the beginner's luck and he's like, handle it, buddy. And that's where things really began to go a lot deeper again. So it's almost like I've gone back to that four-year thing. It's two and a half years later. 
And then another little pop happened. So like where I'm kind of going with it for you guys is in life, I need to make it clear, everything is seasonal. You're going to have seasons where you reap and you're going to have seasons where you're sowing, right? And that's very important because I, I feel a lot of times on social media, you only see the reaping, right? You guys need to get used to that dirty work, which I know, Gavin, you're very aware of the work that no one sees. It's very uncomfortable. You're very scared. You're alone. And the reason that's so important is because that's what sets up the reaping season. Like there's no way... Your Instagram can do well, your social media or your yourself can hold yourself if you don't go, go through that true just struggle. In the past two and a half years, it's <laughs> it's really been that. So, yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell to, to answer that. That's quite a big nutshell. <laughs> <laughs> that's brilliant, though. Yeah, the question I was going to ask you off the back of all that, and you, you kind of answered it, but was do you feel that the big struggle men are having these days in life is that they have this unwillingness to eat shit or eat dirt for a period of time. Yeah, 100%, man. And that's why I now propose to men, right? Then the new two and a half, see, and again, I'm going to, I'm going to kind of keep it quick because I can rant forever, but the old four year struggle and the new two and a half year struggle, I would have given you a very different answer. They both require that. Absolutely. That's really what it is. But to answer the question very simply now, this is why I recommend monk mode to men. If you're a man who's single, like if you're not married, if you're a single man, which is the vast majority of guys my age, mid-20s, I coach men, usually in their 20s, sometimes 30s, but usually 20s, um, you need to get on monk mode. There's What else are you going to do? And monk mode will explain that a little bit later, but that's essentially, in essence, going through the dirt. Build yourself, right? Absolutely. No fap for one year. Why and how? <laughs> Yes, now it's been, man, that was a long time ago. So it's probably been like four years now, maybe. It's been a while. Um, Yeah, great question, man. So I started my self-development journey, like I said, at 15 years old when I found Elliot Hulse. Um, I didn't really speak too much about it, though. I kind of kept it quiet. But when I hit 18 years old, that's when the natural next step of self-development was no fap, right? There were no YouTubers at this point. This is, I think, why God kind of put me in that position. There were no YouTubers. There weren't like blogs on how to overcome it. It was just like this Reddit thing where people were like, yeah, just do no fab. It was a very anecdotal. Um, again, like there was no concrete step one, two, three, four. So I was like, okay, so from 18 to, to 21, it took me three years um, of trial and error of, of doing it a couple weeks. No, a couple months. No, this, this. And, and through that period, really what I was doing is I was learning my triggers. I was learning how to overcome it. Just like with anything, if you have any addiction, it takes time, right? It's really your brain just rewiring. That's all it is. So eventually at 21, it just clicked, right? That, that's with, that's with really anything in life. And then at 21, yeah, I was 21 when I made that video. I was just like, Hey guys, it's coming up to a year. It was maybe like 11 months. Um, here's what I've learned. And then, and then, yeah, it just happened, man. <laughs> that's all I can say. What did you learn from that experience what was the biggest takeaway for you from it from no fap after a year from no fap after a year or even during the year yeah sure so i mean i, I think i can speak about it better now that it's been maybe like four years um and now this is it goes deeper guys you know this is full retention this is full celibacy i've been celibate for a year now so it's not no fap for a year it's this next time i have sex might be when i'm married to be honest like it, it really goes deep and the tunnel never ends. So to kind of tell you guys why, I guess, is because the reason I started back then was very different than what I'm doing now. Back then, it was just, it was cool. It was like the next, it was the next challenge. It was the next dragon I had to beat. Um, but I, the, the advice I give to men now, like, why would you genuinely start it? You have to have a good reason. It has to be for mission. It has to be for God. It has to be to better the world around you. If you do it for any vanity reason, you're going to fail. There's no question about it. You know, whether oh, how can I do this to attract more women or so I can look cooler? You'll fail. That's 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 pride. That's the first out of the seven deadly sins. You 100% will fail. 
But if you wanted to click, um, this is kind of going off on a side tangent, but genuinely have a good intention and, and then set it to God. Like, hey, look, man, I, I want to do this in your name. I really want to help the mission. Can you please guide me on this? And that's how, kind of bringing full circle now, just to give you some context, I was in a relationship for five years, right? Throughout that entire time. And then about 10 months ago, she left me. And it's all good. Just we were going two different paths. And then so I was like, all right, God, I've been on NoFet for five years. Of course, at that time, I was still having sex. And I was like, I when she broke with me 10 months ago, I know I'm not going to go back out into the world and just, you know, have sex with random women. And I, I know I'm not going to fap again. So I knew I was like, I'm going to be celibate for a minute, huh? And I was scared. This was 10 months ago. I was like, I've never, I, dude, I, I've never gone this long, right? And I just vividly remember praying. And I was like, look, I'm a little queasy, right? This is like, what was it? The Yosemite Garden? I can't remember when Jesus basically was like, God, if this is your, like, hey, buddy, I'm queasy, but if this is your will, so, you know, so, so be it. And I was like, yeah, I'm a little nervous, but if you can help me, I'll do it for you. And then from that point on, these 10 months, I don't want to say they've been easy, but like God really bestows gifts upon you. Uh, I couldn't explain it. It just, it was so much more seamless than I ever could have imagined. Like it was beautiful. So the advice I give to you men is your sentiment. And if you have a true sentiment with why you're doing it, you can overcome a lot of things you thought you, you wouldn't be able to vice addiction. So, I mean, we can maybe go into depth with that later, but yeah, that's kind of it in a nutshell. <laughs> was it part of your healing process? from overcoming the death of your dad as well? Um, the no-fap? Uh, I guess so, man. I mean, it's kind of hard to put a, a nail on that. I feel, is it part of the healing process? That's a great question. I'm not sure, man. Um, you know, what's did, strange did, is... Did you have addictions during that time that you wanted to... Oh, I see what you're saying. Like, did I cope in, in bad ways? Dude, you know what's really strange? I dealt with my dad's death very well, I feel like. Um, yeah, it, it's fine. I don't really think about that too much. I kind of knew, let me put it this way. This is a great question. My dad dying gave me a fire under my ass where I knew I had to do what I was doing because it was on me. You know, I have a younger brother and I have my mom who's a single mom. So I was the oldest in my house and I knew I was the man of the house, even though I was still at that time, what, 17, 18, there was a big responsibility on me. It was unspoken, but it was big. And I knew that subconsciously. I knew I could not fail this, even though I was afraid, right? Uh, you know, broke this, this, this. I knew I couldn't stop because how was my brother going to learn? How was my mom going to have hope if I don't make it? So was that me? It was a very beautiful um, catapult. I wouldn't say, yeah, it might healing from it. I don't know. I don't know. But it was, it was beautiful, man. I'm, I'm very proud of what I did. And I know he's proud too. So it's, it's all part of the divine plan. Interesting. What was the cost of that responsibility that was bestowed upon you or that you took on? Yeah, man. I mean, it's still going on now, right? This is to really just fight tyranny to be a quote unquote father figure for a lot of men. Um, even though I'm relatively young, the past year only have I now realized like what that actually means. Being single, I coach a lot of like 17 year olds at my gym. I'm kind of like a little father figure at my gym where there's a lot of young guys. And it's such a beautiful, fulfilling thing, seeing you mold and shape young individuals who are, who have a lot of energy and they're, they're young and they're ready to go, but there's there's no direction and you just like you calm them and you're like okay but we got to funnel it here and you see that happen over time it, it's such a beautiful thing and I, I never really experienced that um till this year so yeah that that is the responsibility man god chooses your path you know it's it's not always going to be fun but it's not about you i make that very clear to individuals like you're a martyr in a sense it's people kind of get this hollywood idea where like oh my mission is going to give me bugatti abcd and i mean there's a, there's a small chance that could happen but to be honest it's it's probably pretty rare right 
what do they say? The, the, the chance of a, a rich man entering the kingdom is like a camel going through a, like, a, you get what I'm saying, like one of those little nail things, right? A sewing, a sewing needle, something like that. And the reason for that, guys, you got you to gotta be careful. Who's your god? Idolatry. You got to be very careful. A lot of people idolize money, and that's satanic. That's wrong. You, look, there's nothing wrong with, with being wealthy. Absolutely not. Much is given, much is acquired. But like, who are you idolizing at the end of the day? Is it women? I, this is my last TikTok, my last reel. I said, I said, if you do not follow God, you are beta. And then I, I spoke of like, all of you guys have gods. Your God may just be women, dating apps, Pornhub, money, et cetera, et cetera. So just be very careful because only one will give you mission. Money's not going to give you mission. Money can be a means to help the mission. A, an amazing woman relationship can be a means to help the mission, but it's not source. It's not mission itself. So as long as you have mission number one and you're very aware of that, then everything is just an add-on to that, you know? Has God always been in the equation of your life? Yeah, great question. Uh, yes and no. So I'm going to say yes. You know, as, as a child, I always believed in a quote-unquote higher power. Um they say many are called, few are chosen. So supposedly, upon birth, God knows everything about you. And I truly do believe some people are just more spiritually inclined than others. And that's not egoic or anything like that. My whole life, man, as a kid, I just knew. I was like, bro, there's some like, I thought my life was like a movie. I think every man thinks this, but like, I thought my life was like a video game. I was like, there's no question. Like, I'm, I'm the hero in my game. Like, there are forces out there. There's a judge in the sky or there's a father. And especially with my dad, I think this is why I became so spiritually inclined as well. Uh, this is great that I'm thinking about it. I'm kind of getting revelations thinking about this when my dad died I looked men you have to understand all men are religious men don't like to believe this but all men are faith based every single man and the reason for that is because if you look at any invention around us that was built through the unknown right iPhone buildings this going to war men do, men are afraid they have no clue what's going on but they're like I need to do this that's so where I'm going with this is men will seek upwards Men always look up. We work hierarchies, right? Vertically. In the military, in jobs, in sport teams, and men love this. We do very well vertically. And who's the epitome of, of the vertical, of the top? God. You cannot see him. That's the whole point. People be like, oh, but you can't see him. That's the whole point. That's, that's literally the whole point. It's the epitome. Sinless. Perfect. This is what God wants from us, right? So, kind of going on a rant here. Yeah, my dad dying, I think I always had that. I, 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 I was really seeking. So I felt that presence from a very long time, but it was only as of late, man, I'll be honest, that it's really... So I'll, I'll kind of explain this quickly to some guys, okay? Maybe, maybe we'll talk about this later, but this New Age spirituality and this Christianity, okay? This is just kind of my take on it right now. I was in a New Age spirituality, and I feel a lot of people, that's where they begin, kind of like an Eastern philosophy, which is fine. You know, I, I think that's okay, that, that it's kind of like an easier pill to swallow that, that gets you into it. But I believe for all men eventually they need to transition to a western philosophy or a western religion which is you could say abrahamic judaism christianity islam and the reason for it, there's two there's there's one actually big difference one starts from the top down the other starts from the bottom up all right this is very important because eastern religions top start from the top down meaning you're god you're perfect you're everything we're all the same plants you're good just be aware of that and breathe that's okay that can help but that can only take a man so far eventually a man needs to know you're dirt you're actually nothing but there's a blueprint right Men need guide. How can I have a guide if I'm already God? If I'm already the top, what am I going to do? I'm already the, I'm as divine as everything else. I don't need to do anything. I can keep sinning. I can keep following this, do this. As long as I breathe and I'm aware. You see what I'm saying? It's a very, it's a slippery slope. And this is what I noticed myself. You can even see I was in a new, look, right? The posters, everything. It's okay. I was, I was in a new age spirituality. These are very old, right? Um, and then as of late, I, tr I truly do believe men need a much more patriarchal religion where 
buddy, you're a sinner, you're dirt, <laughs> but, but you can repent. There is room to grow. And, you know, maybe we can speak about this a little bit later, but like Christianity or Abrahamic faith, you know, I'm going to say Christianity as I come further into that, but it is such a practical way to live. I think too many times Hollywood makes it have to seem like, and this is all weaponized as well. Oh, you know, woo woo, oppressive or like sky daddy. And it's like, no, 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 no. I got into Christianity because of how it directly pragmatically helped my life. And then I kind of got into like the deeper stuff. But I, you know, like I said, I wasn't having sex with just random women. I was faithful to that one girl through the five years I was planning on marrying her. These were all very Christian terms, very biblical based terms. What was I doing? Yeah, you're not fapping. I was trying to cut out sin at the time. I wasn't looking at promiscuous things. What? How amazing would it be if I just had a blueprint that basically said, this is good and here's what to do after, right? Like, like it just, it made so much sense. I was already doing half of it and I was like, what's the next thing? There were no YouTubers telling me. There's no man-made, you know, websites saying, oh, ABC. And if it was, it was just pointing back to archaic biblical teachings that have been done for thousands of years. So that's kind of how I got into Christianity. Yeah. It's not very cool, is it though? Say it again? It's not very cool though, is it? Oh yeah, no, it's no, it's definitely not very cool at the moment. But you know what? It's funny you say that, man. I believe the word is zeitgeist. I don't know exactly. Elliot and I spoke about this, but it's it's a callback to Christianity that the world collectively is feeling. There's no question about it. the amount of there's no question, dude. This is kind of going kind of deep, but I think we're in the end times or at least close to it because they say in the end times. Jesus is not going to come back down until the gospel's been spread to everybody, till everyone's heard of the word. Everyone is beginning to hear of the word. Do you want to know I know this? Hollywood has never been ramping up anti-Christianity than ever before. Than ever before. You can kind of paint the picture with all the political correctness stuff, but uh, it's very against it. So I think Christianity is becoming very cool again. Like it's it's growing. Men can feel the next step that's needed and they're waking up. And that's I think that's kind of, I'm not going to say it's my job because I'm still relatively new to it, but I thought that, that's part of it, man. As men, it's very important. This is how marketing works, right? You have to take these kind of like archaic ideas, whether that's in like food, nutrition, anything, and you have to make it cool. So if I can teach men, or at least help, that Christianity is based, you see how I'm using words too? I'm taking like new lingo and I'm, I'm it's all strategic. I all do, I do all this on purpose. Listen to my last reel. You do not follow God, you're beta. I'm taking very new age newer uh, red pill ideas and I'm, and I'm remixing that. That's all important. So it has impressionable men think like, oh, you know what? Following Christ, following God, that's an alpha thing to do. That's a base thing to do. Now they start envisioning it differently. Like, you know what? No, it's actually a cool thing. It's not like a, that's not a weird thing. And you begin to do that. You're lethal. You're lethal. So I agree. It's, it's a weird thing, but it is, there's no question. It's, it's becoming based and it's, it's really cool. Yeah. Don't be better. So what have the biggest lessons been from Elliot Hulse, having worked with him for a number of years? And oh, is it fair to say he became your, your father figure, your especially your role model over those years, especially within the early years of your father's death? What sort of impact did he have in your life and how did your life change ultimately as you found him and began to work with him? Yeah, great. So I'm just going to say with one thing, I always remember Elliot's videos. And guys, this is so important too. I don't know who's watching this, but I'm going to assume it's guys my age or young men or impressionable men, which is very important. Yeah. It is so important. Thank God. It's so important as a young man to have strong masculine role models that interject their sense of direction into you. Like literally think of like a baby. 
You're like a child, you're like a hollow little womb, and you need people to like inject traits into you because you don't know it. Masculinity has to be taught, and that's what I'm doing now to these young guys. Thank God I had that when I was 15, I was so lost. I had, I mean, you know, my dad died. I, I was in the first year of high school. I was so depressed and confused. I didn't know <clears throat> any virtue. I had to stand up for myself. And I just remember watching him and he just interjected so much like, yes, no, do this, don't do this. And at the time I didn't really understand, but I was like, oh, this feels good. This is what we need. This, like I said, men work high, uh, vertically. We need hierarchy, right? We, men love, and this is a side tangent, but some people say, oh, you speak to people a little harsh. Your reels are, you know, they're a little too direct. That's the whole point. Men love that. Men love to be spoken in that way. Even if it hurts a bit myself too, men, we need that, right? Anyways. Out of all the things he taught me, I think the biggest thing that I implemented that I'm very thankful for was taking risks. I remember out of all of his videos, he just kept saying, like, you have to jump. He's like, dude, you got to grab your PlayStation and smash it. Go. He's like, go move to South America. Go start this. Be dead broke and figure it out. And he would keep saying that. He's like, move out of your house. Quit doing this. Jump and figure it out. And like almost every video. And at the time, I was like, you're crazy. Like, we like that. No, but but it, it was very subconscious. He embedded a seed in me. So by the time I hit 18 years old, the seed was strong enough where I was like, even on autopilot, I was like, yeah, let's start the business. Drop out of college. Like, yeah, it's a little scary, but it's like, let's try it. Let's try it. You know, and I wasn't, I'm not saying be stupid guys, take calculated risks, but like I, I was always good at jumping. I could take risks. Well, I think this is like the biggest problem for most men. They can't, they don't have any level of faith. And they, they, the Latin word for confidence is confidential, which means to trust. There's no trust. There's no other than themselves, God, et cetera. And um, that's the biggest thing I learned from him, which I still take now. I mean, now I'm like a full, full on tree. I'll just, I'll just do stuff. But like men need that. You have to take risks. You have to. I'm not saying be stupid and just go jump off a cliff that you know you're going to die or anything like that. But like you've just been fed so, so many lies. That, anyways, well, this is a different topic, but you, everyone serves a God. You have to understand that like. If you don't have a strong voice interjecting into you, you're going to have other stuff coming into you. And that's our modern society. That's fear. That's do not jump. Stay safe. That's your mother a lot of times, right? I lived with my mom. So like, I, I know this is a big reason actually why I moved out as, as soon as I could, I moved out. And this is why I recommend it to so many men too. Men, I truly don't believe become men until they stay on their own two feet. Men don't become men until they leave their mother's house. And the reason I say that is because Men don't realize how influential or how attached they are to their mother until they leave the mother's nest. Your mother is still in you. And this really, if I could break it down into a nutshell, when I say leave the matrix, the matrix is mother at the end. That's all it is, right? We know this because through tribes, they even do this in some places in Africa now, but there was initiation, right? Always. And what is initiation in its simplest forms? All it is is ripping yourself away from mother and atoning with father. That's it. It's very simple, right? So men, like I said, we have a spectrum. We start as a baby, mother. God is father, the epitome of father, patriarchy. There's a spectrum, right? All we're doing as men is slowly moving our way up. And now people may hear that and think, that's oppressive, that's misogynistic, that's wrong. Not at all. Absolutely not. Because the epitome is death. Anyways, this is a completely different topic, but um, Keep going. yeah, that's why I say as men. Yeah, just just very slowly leave the matrix. And how do we do this? We leave effeminacy. What does this look like? Monk mode. I made a YouTube video on this, right? So we have matriarchy, mother, matrix, you know, plugged in, fapping addiction. And then we have pure in its purest form, God, which we'll never reach. It's the epitome, but that's the whole point, right? We have to try to be like that, be like Christ. Um, monk mode. Monk mode is the gate. That's the bridge. Because all monk mode is doing is it's very slowly. Think of Neo in the matrix. You guys have seen that, right? He's all, he's all plugged when... Uh, 
when he takes the red pill, when he unplugs himself and he, and he looks around, he's in like this little like cradle with all these little injections in him, all these big plugs, right? So I kind of, I kind of view that like, oh, you know what? All we're doing is we're slowly unplugging ourselves from the matrix. That's it, right? And what does that look like? It's slowly denying yourself, or you could say eating dirt. But it's not a bad thing. I need to make this very clear because men will hear this. And this is why I think so many men don't want to leave the matrix or they, they actually turn down my advice. They get very upset, which I understand. You're telling me, right? Think of Christ. This is all Christianity is. Deny yourself. Pick up your cross. Follow me daily. Th that's it. And this is, it's, it's hard. I get it. You're telling me I have to give up smoking and I have to stop doing all these fun things. No one wants to hear that. I, I can, Look, dude, I, I get it. We, we love our flesh. But that's all it is. It's very slowly leaving that unplugging. And then the beautiful thing, right? Because you're thinking, what's the benefit? What? You're telling me I'm going to give up this. For what? There has to be a return. There is a return. The return is internal gifts, right? You must decrease. I will increase. The flesh leaves. Who they say, he who loses himself will, be, will find himself. You'll find yourself. You'll gain gifts. So on Mangukmo, these are, you know, as a Christian term, those are Holy Spirit gifts. But just even without religion, you will gain internal gifts. You'll overcome vice, overcome addiction. You'll find peace, clarity. What, you, what your actual mission is, right? You're able to see. There's so many. There's so many beautiful things. I'm, I'm. There's no like. How do I explain this to you guys? If I could have all the things I had before the vices, opposed to like the, the Holy Spirit gifts now, there's there's no question. There's I'm not debating with that. One is leading you to hell. One's leading you to heaven. But even if you take that out, just again, I have to keep it very practical because that helps me and that helps a lot of men. If you just speak of like salvation and just like very kind of like later things. It can be a bit too much for people to like bite, you know, they're kind of like, yeah, but that's too far fetched. But if I'm like, okay, I understand. Cause even for me, sometimes I get it. Like I'm, that's a big thing, right? Um, keep it very pragmatic. Okay. You, you, you can have an amazing wife who loves you and nurtures you. You can have an amazing family. You can have peace. You can follow mission. You can be a man of vigor. You can be alpha, right? I use these words. You can be based. Men are kind of like, well, you know what? That's not, that's not bad. You know, I can't, I can't argue with that, right? Give up no fap and weed and alcohol to be more based. And then it's kind of like a very slow process. And then once I'm here, I'm like, okay, buddy, now we're based. You've unplugged enough. Let's, let's go the next step, which is kind of where I'm at now, which is, yeah, it's scary. It's a little like, it, it's new, but it's needed. So again, to kind of answer the question, it's a little bright. Um, your life's never really about you, right? Like God's will, you, you'll be blessed, but, um, we just got to get out of this again, but that just comes back to effeminacy, right? It's all about me, me, me. Where's my Bugatti? Why aren't I always happy? Why aren't I always cushy? That's, that's backsliding, right? If it's God's will, it's living a virtuous based life. But like, like that's what it is to be a man. And that's kind of like the sad reality, but it's not even sad. That's what I mean. Like if you can change the way you view more of these patriarchal ideas, you change your life. Like the epitome of Christ, he died. And so when you hear that in our degenerate society, you'll hear that's, but that's horrible. Well, he wrote, he's the king. So, so no, it's not horrible, right? Is there pain? Yeah, there might be pain. There's going to be confusion. But like, if we can begin to change, and again, I'm learning this. This is stuff that it, it's a very slow process, right? If you can begin to understand that, then a lot of things fall into place. Like, oh, but you're dealing with hate or this or that. But like, so what? That, that's been prophesied. Like, I'm supposed to. Why is that bad? In fact, that's good. So it's just, it's changing the way you kind of view terminology instead of, weaponizing words so that's kind of where i'll finish it there yeah that's very interesting man the the whole idea of christ dying on the cross and going through an enormous amount of suffering and being chastised by everyone around him and those who didn't believe especially and then at the end of it all rising yeah i think that's 
again, to put it in simplistic terms, that's eating dirt, that's eating shit, that's the suffering, that's the pain you got to, men got to go through in order to rise from it. And I've never actually thought that, of that before. It's just coming up as we're having this conversation. But I had uh, a similar question and a similar conversation with uh, Manuel Bolly, the holistic manhood. Mm-hmm. And we did talk a lot about God and Christianity, and he's gone down that same road as well. And 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 like yourself, you've uh, you've done the same. And I'm at this point, I'm at this crossroads in my life where I know there's something more. And, you know, I believe in the universe and there's a higher power and all the rest of it. But I don't practice Christianity. I don't practice religion. I have done so in the past. But I do, as I said, I do believe there's something higher there. And I do seek out that higher power whenever I am challenged with my own ego. So... Just to make it clear for the listeners and to myself as well, perhaps, look, what does that look like in the in the logistics of it in terms of Christianity? How, like, does it mean you're going to church on a regular basis? Sure, does it mean sure, sure. The Bible on a daily basis? Does it? Do you have to live? Uh, I know you talk about monk mode. We we can talk about that in a bit more detail as well in terms of what that involves. So, what does it look like in the in the logistics? Yeah, that's a great question. Um... Now, again, that's that's why with my reels, I try to keep it very pragmatic because I'm the same way as that too. Like, if you're telling me all these like esoteric ideas, like I got to stand on my head and do t- twenty jumping jacks out, like like men, and this is why I bring it back. Men need blueprint. Men need it very clear. Here are the steps: A, B, C, D. Okay, I I understand that. Simple. That's what a nine to five is. I need I need this by this deadline. This. That's how men operate, right? So, with that said, um, if I could summarize it based on what I've learned and and, and what I'm learning. All it is very slowly is denying yourself and very slowly moving into virtue, right? Because if I could summarize it to you guys, envision it like this. Heaven is for saints. Heaven is sinless. There's there's no sin in heaven. Um, sinners do not go to heaven. Heaven is the epitome. Christ was the only man who ever walked this entire earth, whether you believe it or not, who was sinless. And the reason for that, he was the middleman. Because he was sinless and he died, God was more or less like, what's your wish? You're the only dude who's ever been sinless because he was God in human form. And Christ was like, save them, save the people, right? Which is like such like a beautiful thing to say. So now all of us have a shot at salvation, which means though, this is very important. I need people to understand this because this is something I did not understand because Christianity does a very poor job, modern Christianity of teaching this. It's very watered down. Just because Christ died does not mean we're all saved. That does not mean everybody goes to heaven. That means we now have a shot of going to heaven. What is this shot? living a life of repentance, re- repentance to be like Christ. Now, are we going to be like Christ? Absolutely absolutely not. We're all sinners. We're all going to sin. We're all going to fall short. But it's to be like Christ as much as we can. So all Christianity is, in a nutshell, is, and no, I do not go to church to answer it quite uh, simply. You can if you'd like to. I'll speak with that in a little bit. A lot of churches are absolutely corrupt. You need a religion. Sorry, Christianity is not a religion. Christianity means to follow Christ. Yeah, uh, know the word of God. Read the Bible, study Christian YouTube. Like, know what's in it. And the more you learn, you're like, this is so based. It's not like, dude, every, every the more I learn, I, like I smile more. I'm like, this is me. This is literally like, it's you, you think like it's archaic. It's no, 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 dude. It's so based. You're like, it's just so cool. You're just like, oh, this is all like, this is literally an older me speaking to me. Um, yeah. So it's just slowly on uh, how you use kind of layman's terms. Like it's unplugging from the matrix, which is le- beginning to slowly leave vice. Where's the downside in that? Like there's, there's literally no doubt. Da- now that I think of it, they're like, oh, but why would I want to deny myself? There's no downside. Why would you want vice though? 
alcohol, weed, sex, uh, outside of marriage, you know, fapping, Pornhub. Lately, I stopped swearing. I, I didn't realize. I was like, oh, goodness. And then the Holy Spirit, what's beautiful is it'll convict you, right? So this is, I'm not going to go too into depth, but this is very important. It's good you're asking this. God, what grace is, is Jesus or God. They're kind of one of the same thing. God will grant you help on this path. You don't just do it yourself, but you as a sinner, me, all of us, we have to say, hey, can you help me? So when I overcame lust, which is you'll overcome all this stuff, God literally puts like spells on you. I know it sounds kind of crazy, but it's factual. You have to be open first and you have to repent. Because if you don't do that, there's no way God, pride is the first out of the seven deadly sins. If you have a closed heart, God will not help you. But if you have an open heart, we're humble. God was much more likely to help you. So when my girlfriend left me, and I said, God, this is what I repented. I didn't know I did it, but I did. And I was like, I'm afraid. I know this is your will. This is what you want me to do. I don't know if I can do it. Can you help me? <laughs> 10 months, celibate. Like it's, it's never, again, I'm not saying it's, oh, it was a walk in the tulips, but like this was not just me. There's no question overcoming lust, not being, not being triggered by certain things. So to answer your question simply, um, all Christianity is, is being like Christ. That's all, that's all it is. It is nothing else. It has nothing. I don't care who says what it has nothing with like eating certain bread or putting like a mark on you, all these man-made rituals. If you'd like to do that, you can. All it is, is understanding the word of God, the word of Christ and resembling that the best you can. Are we going to be perfect? No, none of us are. That's, that, that's why he was sent down. We all sin. We all fall short, but to slowly repent, live a more based life. So when judgment day comes, which it will, we're all going to die. God can look at you and be like, okay. You genuinely repented. You were cut off from a lot of sins. There's a much higher chance. Because you have to understand, guys, heaven is not for sinners. Heaven is perfect. It's 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 literally perfect. Why why would us it's not built for anyways. You can you kind of get what I'm saying. So yeah, man, read the Bible. I have mine right there. Um honestly though, just to give you guys some practical advice because I really should read the Bible a little bit more. I study mentors who know the Bible at the back of their hand. That is so key. There's one, there's two channels I'm going to give you guys, okay? Number one is Mark the Messenger. And number two, if you're ready, start with Mark the Messenger because he's a little bit more like friendly, right? And then two, if you're ready, you'll love him. Trust dude. He's literally like us. There's a guy named Cleveland Street Preachers. He will tell it to you straight, but he's funny. He's relatable. He's like, a, he's a strong, like, he's just like, he's a charismatic guy. He's not some weird dude wearing like robes. So though, yeah, study that and uh, you'll be based, man. There's no, there is no downside as I think of it. There's, there's not, there's not, you just give up effeminate pleasures. That's like, even again, just to finish it here with very practical, let's just hypothetically pretend there is no afterlife in the most practical sense. It's not a good life to be addicted to these things. It's not fun. There's no virtue in it. You're going to live a miserable existence. Like, why would I want that? You know? So Yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. A lot of people get confused though about about their inner peace or potentially, as I mentioned earlier, about signs from the universe. And then there seems to be a contrast between that and Christianity, between that and God. And I speak to a lot of people on this, a lot of men on this podcast, of course, and a lot of them have been through their addictions, porn, alcohol, you name it. However, some of them have taken different routes, have gone towards uh, more holistic measures that don't involve Christianity or God. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned, it could be meditation, 
meditation is a big thing for, for a lot of these guys. Actually, that is the thing for a lot of these guys. Could be some sort of uh, plant medicine, all these type of things. So if they can do all that and find peace and solitude in that direction, then why go towards Christianity? Great question. Amazing, man. So um, that's, again, kind of like what I did before, right? With with more new age. That's why I say to all men, every man starts with more of like an Eastern philosophy. So everything you just said is more of an Eastern philosophy. Meditate, you're already God, just breathe, plant medicine. And that's fine. Like I said, like that, that was kind of me. That can definitely help you get there. But the problem with that man is, I mean, number one, to kind of break down, a lot of these new age practices actually stem from Christianity. Meditation is in the Bible, meditate in the word of God. Um, Oh, so that's number one. Like a lot of these things, like no fat fasting, this is all biblical. They think like it's, oh, it's new age. No, it's not. It's it's biblical, but they're just kind of twisting it. So that's number one. Number two, um, that will only take you so far. So that's kind of like where I was too. Oh, but I can overcome addictions and stuff like that, um, you know, through like meditating temporarily or, or doing things like that. And that's fine. And maybe you can. But the problem with that is like, but what's the end goal? You see, a lot of times what I've noticed with new age spirituality or Eastern uh, religions is it's selfish. It's just you. How can I get the law of attraction for me? How can I meditate for my problems? And you may it may take you to like help other people, but I would eventually um, assert that you will get to a certain... I've seen this so many times in my life and through the men of coach. You're going to... Okay, let me put it this way. And you're experiencing this now too. It's going to hit every man. You will hit a crossroad where you cannot serve two gods. And you're kind of like, okay, this like new age philosophy stuff which has some truths in it right 100 but i need the next step and what is the next step because it's going to get tough and you're going to have to make decisions and your plant medicine or your meditation may help but it's not going to be enough you need the next step and that's where i believe you will choose either this world or a patriarchal religion whether that's uh judaism christianity or islam i would personally recommend christianity i've studied them I, i'm still studying them christ is the way there's no like if you want to base life I truly believe you guys get into it. So, yeah. Okay. What happens when you get challenged these days? I like on faith and stuff. Yeah. What's what's well, what temptations towards? Let's call it sinful acts. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Great, man. So, so here's the thing, right? When you accept Christ into your heart, which is, and I know it's, that sounds so like woo woo and silly, but really, it's just it, all it is, guys, in its simplest form, is like. Hey man, I'm a sinner, like higher power, whatever name you'd like to give it. Can you help me? Right. I need a man who's like the epitome. Think of like, you're going to the army and there's like a legendary hero who never got hit by any bullet. And you keep like, God, everyone, you like that person. Can it teach me? <laughs> right. Cause I'm going to get hit by some bullets. And when you have that open heart, I, I, no one speaks of this guys, because again, most, there's a lot of reasons why people don't speak with this stuff. Certain individuals don't want you to know this stuff, but, um, the Holy Spirit, right? There's God, Christ, and the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit is a God in, in kind of thing like a spirit form. So he interjects all of us, right? Um, you will gain gifts. This is this is very real. You can search this up. Gifts of the Holy Spirit. And one of the gifts is fortitude. So when it comes to lower nature or sin, if you have the Holy Spirit, think of like, I don't want to say it's a numbing agent, but that's kind of what's coming to mind. There's temptation. Don't get me wrong. We're all human. We all have a lower nature. Absolutely. But when you have the Holy Spirit on you and you reside in that, it's this compound effect. So God, I'm not going to into depth, but the more you sin, the less God listens to you. You got to think of like a father. The more obedient you are, there's a very high chance God's going to listen to you. This is why, and I'm not going to go into depth, but 
So to answer the question, it's a snowball effect. Like the better you are and the more you ask for blessings and then the better you do and then the more obedient you get and then the more God blesses you. That This is how it works. So this is how my life, it's been 10 months on monk mode. It's exactly done that and, and it gets better. So so the next thing I'm on now, which is, um, is, is, is kind of like, it's, it, I'm asking, I'm in the exact same boat that I was 10 months ago. It's very funny. I'm in the exact same, like I said, the cycle repeats itself and you, you, you slay dragons. I thought it's demons, bro. Okay. I got over weed. I got over alcohol. I got over swearing. I got over fapping and it just gets bigger and bigger. And for me now, that's, that's, uh, no sex till marriage now. And I'm like, dang, that's, that's quite big. And I'm like, God, I'm, I, I'm like, I don't, man, I've never done that, man. Like that's that's pretty crazy. But like where I'm going with it is like if you have an open heart and you repent, you gain the Holy Spirit, and it becomes I'm not saying it's a walk in the tulips, but significantly easier. So I don't know what your initial question was. Sorry. Oh yeah, when you deal with um, triggers and sickness stuff like that, yeah, it's gonna be there. There's no question. But like when you gain the Holy Spirit, which is fortitude, right? Or you can just call it your own will if you'd like. Whatever makes you feel good. Bro, I, just, I can't explain it, but just like you just become, you're like the best version. You just like you ascend, you become extremely logical. You become much less emotional. You can see it. And God always gives you an escape. That's very important. I need you guys to know whenever you get tempted, because I didn't, I only realized this recently. I didn't even know this. This is why you need to know. You have to equip yourself with the word. You have to know this stuff because trust me, do you want to know how I know Christianity is, is, is the truth, the way and the light? Look at our world, Hollywood, movies, media. What religion do they attack the most? Christianity. No question about it. Not even close. Nothing else comes close. If there was no validity or truth in that, why would they attack it so hard? Everywhere. They make a mockery of it and they hate it, right? Anyways, so that's a different topic. Um, so yes, I forget where I was going, but yeah, know the word, equip. God gives you a way out is what I'm saying. Even when you're tempted, God will give you a way out. We all fall short. Me too, but bro, like, hey, man, I'm, I'm, I'm just like you guys, but like, at least we know there's a way out and it gets better. That's all I'm going to say. It gets better. Yeah. Yeah, well, it's powerful, man. Can you just take us through a day on monk mode? What's that look like? Yeah, <laughs> yeah great question. Yeah, yeah, it's, that's awesome, man. I, uh, this is why I try to vlog a little bit too on my second channel to like just like kind of show this. Yeah. So when people hear that, they're like, oh, you know, that must be such a boring life. And in a sense, I guess it kind of is. But really, it's it's such a like I would rather be doing nothing else. So a day in my life again, you know, I'm self-employed. So it's going to be a little bit different. But I think a lot of men can aim for this is wake up, uh, you know, cool podcast like this. Usually it's, it's, it's working, though. So um, it's a lot of editing, right? a lot of videos, reels, YouTube, client calls in the morning. Right. Start your day with that. Have you got a Have you got a morning routine? Um. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Sure. So as far as the morning routine goes, wake up. I should be waking up a little bit earlier and going to bed a little early. I'll be brutally honest. Um. But wake up. I'll have a coffee. Meditate. So I do meditate. Right. Just to breathe. Uh. Do some stretching and then generally, you know, make my bed. Whatever. Usually go for a walk. Right. Go for a walk. Just breathe. Just your first hour. Just, just wake up. Just be calm. Be grounded. Right. And then after that, I usually hop into calls and video work, editing. You know, et cetera, et cetera. It takes quite a bit. Um, I'll eat my first meal. So I fast the first, you know, three, four or five hours of the day. Just that's kind of like my work time, right? Again, I came from a very, pra I'm still very pragmatic fitness, nutrition, fasting, no fat. There's, you need all of them. You're a well-stacked man, right? Um, and then I'll have my first meal. It's usually a pretty big meal, like 50. I usually don't, to be honest, just twice a day. It's probably like 1500 calories. And then you just jump into a bit more work, go to the gym, right? I powerlift, compete, work. It's like three hours long, very long. And then I get back home. 
and uh, I'll have my second meal, maybe go for a walk, and then I'll have like two hours where I'll just chill. So for me, that's playing like a little bit of Dark Souls. <laughs> it's a PS4 game or Nile. That's what it's called. If you guys know Nile one and two, they're like the hardest games. This is this is like the masculine side of me. I need it to be like extremely hard. Or but any shut off. Maybe you can get a little bit of Netflix. Just don't make make sure it's not like woke net. Make sure it's not nothing like destructive. You know, if you want to watch a bit of like a based movie, a based TV show, some Viking show, whatever, for a couple hours, then go to bed and then repeat. So that's my day, guys. It's 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 very simple. It's power lift, entrepreneurship, um, like do God's work, and then I got a little shut off. And that's it. And then I got like a, a buddy or two. I'll go for walks with. My gym is my social time, right? So I'm like a father at my gym. So I have other powerlifters there who kind of coach me and we 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 butt heads and like we compete. And I got like, so that's why I'm there for so long, right? So it's fun. Got, well, but like you gotta you gotta kind of ask yourself, like, what else are you going to do? The other modern man, what will he do on top of that? Go to bars every weekend and then maybe, like, hang out with his boys and just drink. That, that's really the only difference between kind of what I'm doing and what they're doing. That That's it. There's not much, right? Just realized I'm living in monk mode here. So Yeah, exactly. And, exactly. and, and you can play PlayStation on monk yeah. mode. Oh, well, so yeah, uh, Elliot, Elliot didn't uh, tell you to smash that thing <laughs> up. No? Yeah, yeah, exactly. So... I think the, the greatest thing is it's very important, like with where you're at in your life. My first 10 years on my journey, I never touched the PlayStation. I was like, not a chance. Like this is for losers. Um, but it's great you're bringing this up. As as men, when you get on monk mode, or you really start tackling life, like head on. I'm not talking you're kind of lukewarm. I mean, like you're going all in. And and granted, you've also put in a, an amazing, solid foundation for yourself. Which if you're on monk mode, you will absolutely, man. If I can give you guys one piece of advice, you need some kind of shut off. Now, to answer the question before, when I was in a relationship for five years' time, which most men are, that is their shut off, right? Sex, I'll just hang out with her, go get food, whatever. And I get it. Hang out, go get food. That that is your shut off. If if on monk mode we're single and we're we're not, unless it's our wife or we're, we're recording for that, we're not dating, we're not doing dating apps, none of that. Yeah, have a shut off, hundred percent. So for me at the moment, it's. I would recommend it for you guys. Search up Dark Souls. They're like the hardest man-made games. It's amazing. It's like literally, you're like a knight. You just slay dragons, bro. It's literally like my. It's literally my day-to-day life in a game. But if you don't want to do that, um, yeah, go watch like a TV show, or go go put on a movie. Or something. you need, bro. This is just pragmatic advice as a man. You can't be working the whole. You're gonna hate your life, bro. Like when I have that shut up for the couple hours, when I wake up the next day, I'm like, okay, I I, I enjoy this. This. You can bear the burden, right? It's 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 more enjoyable because you know there's that yin yang, you know. Yeah, I'm always a little bit hesitant to to uh, promote the PlayStation as as a shutdown for men, mm-hmm. and this is a slight tangent, but I think it's relevant that just as you mentioned, the Dark Souls or whatever. I don't play PlayStation, so one of these war games anyway, or you're or you're fighting off demons or zombies or whatever it might be, but that 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 takes off the boxes of accomplishment in your mind, that you're taking on a challenge, you're potentially rescuing somebody, you're conquering new kingdoms or whatever whatever it may be. There's a sense of accomplishment and achievement that comes through these video games. And if you are achieving it or accomplishing it through that virtual fantasy, then it takes the hunger away from actually getting after that in real life so what's your thoughts on that yeah a hundred percent bro again like i guys i made it very clear like my first 10 years of my self-development i didn't touch a playstation you have to have a level of foundation first it's only been the past year 
really monk mode. It's interesting. It was only monk mode that like I I found the alert to like oh there's a cool little shut off. And again, guys, you're not abusing it. You're not playing six hours a day. Like you got to be smart. You have to be discerning as a man, right? Um, but I 100% agree, dude. If you are abusing anything, it's becoming a vice and an escape. Especially, yeah, you're right, dude. With those video games that you're having that conquest, it does check off those internal boxes. So I, you know, it's actually amazing. Um, when you do things throughout the day, it's very important. This is this is great that we're speaking of this because I didn't even really realize this. There's a reason I do it at the very end of the day. Very important. The last couple hours. When I wake up, this is how you prioritize your day. You wake up the first chunk, right? 50, 60% large. It's just work. There's, there's, I'm not touching the PlayStation. There's no, buddy, you're on monk mode. You ain't doing, like, you're just working, right? Uh, conquest. You're, what's, you have a, you have a hierarchy of conquest. Number one conquest is takeover. God's mission, reels, YouTube, your own entrepreneurship. Boom. Second conquest, they're like side missions, powerlifting. That's another conquest for me. That's after the, it's in the evening. That's after main conquest. Okay, cool. Second conquest. Now you, a little 10% conquest less, uh, left, right? Then I play that, a little bit of that. And then it repeats. So it, so if, if you as a man can honestly categorize your life in that realm, I think you can really find a sweet spot, but you're right. If your conquest is completely mixed up and gaming is number one, and therefore yourself is last, well, you got to be smart as a man. You can't. You, you got to be discerning. This is, again, this is a Holy Spirit gift. You got you to gotta be smart. You can't BS yourself, you know? Mm -hmm. Yeah. The structure is important. Yeah, absolutely. If you don't have structure, you've got potential chaos in your life. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Brilliant, man. I absolutely love this conversation. I love your energy and your enthusiasm and your drive. And that in itself is, is, a, is a huge selling point. So well done, man. And... Your content is absolutely amazing on your social media sites where I came across you first, of course, and that's why I had to invite you on this podcast. Where can the good gentlemen and men of this podcast find you and get yeah, great. Yeah, 100%, guys. So super simple on Instagram. It is I'm David Hammond, Instagram, TikTok, all that stuff. <laughs> TikTok, just the letters M, like there's no apostrophe. You can't do that. So M, David Hammond. And then on YouTube, it's just self-developed. Honestly, if the main thing is Instagram and YouTube. YouTube, we have talks just like this. It's kind of like my exclusive, like, we go deep. And then Instagram is kind of more, you guys get it, right? More tidbits, 60 seconds. But yeah, it was great, man. This was an awesome talk. Like, uh, I'm, I'll shout this out, man. I might post it on my YouTube. We'll see. It was, yeah, I thoroughly enjoyed this. It was good. Men need this, 100%. Likewise, man. Keep, uh, keep fighting the good fight, my man. Talk soon. Peace. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Modern Warrior Podcast. If this episode has added value to your life, please share this episode on your social media platforms so that others too can gain the insight, information and inspiration that they need in order to move forward in their lives. For the time being, stay strong and keep fighting the good fight.